Welcome, you guys, to another episode of Bikini Things. I'm here with Kaylee and Michelle, and today we are talking about bro diets versus macros. This isn't a, a topic I'm pretty excited to talk about. Michelle, we, we were talking about what we wanted to cover, and we realized you didn't even know what a bro diet was. Yeah, well, I think one of our past episodes afterwards I ended up searching bro diet and macro diet because it was mentioned and I was like I don't know what this is but maybe it's just me that doesn't know but yeah what did what did Google say I'm curious oh I could not figure it out you couldn't figure it out so I was like we need to talk about (laughs) Google doesn't even know yeah Google doesn't even know so it's actually it's pretty simple um Kaylee I'll let you I'll let you go into this too but um bro diets I would say are just kind of like your classic stereotypical almost meathead bodybuilder diet, chicken and broccoli and rice, like very simple, very, I would say a restricted way of eating. Yes. I agree. So we're going to be talking about the difference between the two. So I would say, first of all, bro diets in terms of competition, if we put it in the context of competing, bikini competitions, all that, your bro diet is basically when you get a meal plan, essentially a meal plan with very limited foods. Typically there is no dairy, no processed food. It's no sugar. No sugar. Bye bye. <laughs> um, usually minimal to no artificial sweeteners, Correct. things like that. So typically, you if you're doing a you know quote unquote bro diet or a meal plan, your coach is going to give you a specific list of things you're supposed to eat and when you're supposed to eat them. And they may give you some flexibility. You know maybe you can swap out your chicken with tilapia or lean turkey, but it's pretty simple in terms of clean proteins, lean proteins too. So not not steak, not pork, you know, maybe some lean beef, but not much. Complex carbs, things like sweet potatoes, brown rice, oatmeal. And then probably, if you're a bikini competitor, probably not that many, but some healthy fats too. So things like avocados, nuts, nut butters with no sugar added, with no oil added. Yes. Things like that. Is that fair? Is that fair, Kaylee? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Also, bro diets a lot of times not just more restrictive on what you're consuming, but you're typically seeing anywhere from five to eight meals. Oh, wow. I found out the other day. Who eats eight, eight meals? meals? Well, it's a lot of snacking. Bodybuilders? Very small meals. Yeah, or men. Both. Females Women? too. Oh, gosh. Bikini okay. competitors. Yeah. But like generally, that. it's six meals a day. So you have like a breakfast, lunch, dinner, two snacks. Breakfast. Second breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I like to think of that. Because you, you and I both do about like six meals, you know, roughly. So I like to think of it. I think it's uh, breakfast, second breakfast, lunch, yep. afternoon snack, dinner, and post-dinner snack. Correct. There we go. You know, give or take. And Kaylee and I, we do different meal timing for sure. I like to eat a little bit earlier in the day, whereas she likes to eat a little bit later and stays up later. But yeah, however you want to think about it. About it. Um, so that's essentially a bro diet. It is. is that that pretty fair? Okay. So versus in comparison, so you've got your bro diet versus macros. So what are macros? Some people are familiar with that term. Some people are not. And macros is just shorthand for macronutrients, meaning your carbs, your fat, your protein. So macronutrients mean larger molecules. If we want to get into it a little bit versus micronutrients. So micronutrients. Science. Yeah. Science. Hashtag science. <laughs> Hashtag science. <laughs> Yeah, so your micronutrients are your things like your vitamins and your minerals. So your macros are your proteins, your fat, your carbs. And there are people that compete where they're tracking how many grams of carbohydrates they're eating, how many grams of fat, how many grams of protein 
but they get a lot more flexibility in terms of the foods they eat. So they're just not going to exceed that number of grams of protein, grams of carbs, grams of fat. So if you ever see people online, I know I've seen people prepping for shows and almost felt a little bit jealous where I see them eating lunch meat and protein bars and frappuccinos and, and all kinds of stuff on prep. Um, and there are people that prep like that. Um, there's pros and cons to each. Maybe I'm giving away my bias a little bit, but is that is that kind of a fair synopsis of what a macro-based macro macro plan is? Totally. So bros, you have chicken, and maybe you're able to substitute it with another very similar lean meat like fish or 99% turkey. When you're thinking of macros, you really make your own meal plan from day to day. So as long as you're hitting whatever numbers your coach gives to you in regards to your protein, fats, and carbs, you can get it technically from any source as long as you're hitting those numbers. So it is a little more time for you to think too mm -hmm. in regards to making your own meal plans but it also allows for a lot more flexibility and you're not necessarily cutting out sugar carbs and certain things like fruit like a lot of times Correct. fruit would not be on a bro diet mm -hmm. but you could have a piece of fruit on a macro plan right and then even things that are have a lot of volume to them some will use those in their macros so that they're not super hungry. So it definitely is a very flexible and sustainable option, I think, for macros. I was thinking more from like the mental health perspective in sense of like less cravings because you can have some of those foods. Well, when you're on a bro diet, you're like more restricted. Like you can't have all these things like the fruit, like the sugar, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, and this is probably a good segue, I think there's pros and cons to each of them, mm -hmm. and there are ways that they can be more beneficial or not, I wouldn't say harmful, but can set you up for maybe some unhealthy eating habits and, and things like that. But why don't, why don't we kind of get into it? So from your perspective, Kaylee, you and I do go about things pretty similarly. What do you think are some of the pros and cons of each of these methods? Yeah, so... It, it is definitely up to each individual. For me personally, I tend to do well with a bro diet during preps. So eliminating all the things that I would essentially crave. So it's interesting. The first two weeks are kind of difficult. So I'm eliminating sugar, all dairy, all gluten, just pretty much going back to the basics and the first two weeks I have the cravings but once they leave after those two weeks I actually don't crave any sugar anymore I'm not really craving those things I'm craving more whole foods but say show day hits and now I get a post show treat and I have sugar and it's like crack mm -hmm. I just can't stop in a way I, I now can, <laughs> but initially it's very yeah. difficult. So that can tend to be a pro and a con, I think, with bro diets is kind of what you were touching on, Laura, in regards to 
initially you're you're putting all whole foods, all simple foods in your body and usually they're easier to process, I would imagine, and but then you're setting yourself up to when you're reintroducing those, if you're not reintroducing them at more of a slower rate, you definitely can either binge eat or kind of look at food different than before. Macros is just a lot more flexible and you're not completely taking certain foods out. I know a lot of competitors later on that use macros, they do eliminate a lot of foods, especially closer to the shows because they know their body and they know how it reacts to say Oreos, but they're not having those cravings throughout possibly because they're able to have that food. So cereal right now, I love it. I actually do macros on off season or kind of reversing out and reintroducing the food in after a bro diet. But that actually takes me to Michelle just recently did an elimination diet and that's sort of, I don't know, do you want to generally yeah. talk about what you did? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of similar in the way of starting with the basics in a way. It's like you eliminate all these things, but you're able to substitute a bunch. So it's almost like a combination because it's not about macros, it's just about the types of food. Mm-hmm. And so... What I did is I actually did an Everly Well food sensitivity test, which Laura has done as well. She's the one that first did it. I saw it was like, I should try this. But I took out anything that was high sensitivity and started with all those things that didn't cause any problems and then slowly introducing things back and kind of seeing that out. And so that, in a way, was a way that I was able to know what affects my body, what makes me bloated more, things like that. So that could be beneficial when it comes to starting a prep and the types of diet that I choose or types of food that I choose. Yeah, so I think bro diet, because you are you don't have as much mm-hmm. of a variety, so you can kind of fine-tune it and know what is working for your body and potentially what's causing that bloat mm-hmm. or causing your water to be retained. Whereas if you're doing macros... And maybe you are a beginner at macros and you're just eating whatever as long as the macros hit, you aren't necessarily going to know and your coach isn't going to know how to tweak the diet and what's actually causing those issues. So that's why for me personally, and I know Laura, you do the same, I'm okay with bro. Also, I want someone else to tell me my diet plan. I don't want to have to think or plan it out, especially during a prep. Give it to me, and that's what I'll do, and I am a happy girl. I will eat like a dog all through prep. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) Because I want someone else to plan it out for me, and that's the truth of the matter, and I know what food is good for me, and I know Oreos aren't during preps. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. A bro diet versus macros. Macros, you do get more flexibility. You do have more options. You're probably less likely to have cravings, but you're trading your time and your energy and your effort to make sure you're planning out your meals. You've got your food right. To be honest, neither of us have really worked with coaches or done a prep on macros. So I don't really know what that looks like. You know, is your is your coach literally logged in to my fitness pal with you? Are they looking at your food every day? I know when I have weight loss clients, that's what I like to do. That's sort of how I keep them accountable. So I don't know like how how closely are they actually seeing your diet because that's one 
I would say downside of a macro-based diet is if you are eating sugar, if you are eating processed stuff, you could be bloating, you could be having reactions to things and not really know what it is. Also, if you are eating sugar or things like cereal, you are putting your body on a bit more of a roller coaster with your blood sugar and your mm-hmm. insulin. Whereas a bro mm-hmm. diet, without the fruit, without the sugar, it's gonna keep your blood sugar very even. So I would say for the most part, that's one of the reasons why I like it. I feel like it does it's keep stable. my blood sugar stable. I do feel like after a few weeks, I'm craving sugar less and less just because my taste buds have adapted. I've adjusted to what I'm um, doing. At the same time, I also think there's sort of a middle ground. So I don't know if you know this, Kaylee, but we both we both do meal plans. We both do bro diets. I agree. I like someone who gives me gives me my meal plan, but at the same time, our coach Kimbo, he does give us a list of food alternatives. So they're very similar. Yeah. You know, you can swap out your chicken for tilapia, for mm-hmm. haddock, for other fishes, lean turkey, whatnot. Um, I if I ever swap anything out, I track everything in my fitness pal. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm eating a meal plan. On prep, I really do like to track in my fitness pal, so that way I know, okay, if I swap turkey for chicken or I swapped my rice for oatmeal or something like that, I'm just keeping track of it. And prep brain is a real thing, far enough into yeah. it. Your short-term memory, your attention to detail, your mental faculties are not 100%, so part of it is just literally for me to keep track of what I've done. Like, yeah. did I eat that meal? Did I not? What did I, what did I actually have? Where am I at for the day? So... I think maybe just because I do a, a bit of coaching and a bit of weight loss coaching, I like to really pay attention to where I'm at. So even though I've got this meal plan, I'm also keeping tabs on it in my fitness pal. I agree. And also he provides the macros to it. So he does the exact yes. meal plan, but he provides per meal what the macros are, per item, and then the overall macros. So we always know sort of where we're at calorie-wise and then... The macros, I know I've had like olive oil or pure olive oil and maybe, I don't know, I'm just completely out that I've had MCT oil or something. So just for that one instance, I'll look at the macros and make mm-hmm. sure that they match yeah. and they do. Yeah. And I may just for that one night and one meal go with the MCT and then grab it. Exactly. Yeah. But at least I know enough and the macros wise that kind of similar to you I can match it or be very very close and have that mindset so I do that as well but I also have worked with coaches in off season for macros Mm -hmm. so they it was similar just online that I would basically just let them know if I hit my macros we didn't really talk too much about what I was eating though so I don't know on prep if that's any different is for both of these is you're tracking calories, though, as well, or you're hitting a certain calories. Technically, it would, because macros, no matter what, you if you have a are trying amount, to yeah. get to a certain calorie count. And I think count. that's something that I've at least seen when following some people on prep that do the macro, is I feel like there's not as much structure. I may be wrong. There's not, not as much structure with, like, timing, because I feel like mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of competitors, like, trying to cram in those macros at the at the end of yeah. the night if they aren't where they're supposed to be. Yeah, macro hoarding a little bit. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes that happens. I think in general, whether you're doing macro or whether you're doing a bro diet, most people will try to hit a consistent-ish meal timing. Granted, with work, life, it's not that uncommon that here and there you miss a meal, something mm-hmm. comes up. For the most part, I think people generally, while they're on prep, try to eat every two to four hours. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty average 
for me, I'll keep it simple and I'll just try to do every three because it's a very, it's very easy to keep track of. Like I said, prep brain's a real thing. By the end, you're not totally with it. Like the simpler you keep it, I think the easier it is to just stay consistent. So that's part of it. How would you go about knowing what would be right for you and, and reaching out and finding a coach that's going to work with you and do this style of diet that you're looking for? Well, yeah, I think that was one of the reasons we wanted to talk on this too was because if you choose a coach and you think you're more you're better suited for a bro diet, you find out your coach that you spent all this money on is macro-based. So it's very important mm-hmm. to know beforehand, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a question you have to, you have to be asking before you sign up with a coach is what am I going to get with my meal plan? Am I going to get mm-hmm. a list of stuff? Am I going to get grams of carbs, protein, fat? And then I've got to do the work, especially too, if you're new, mm-hmm. like if you're new to fitness, if you're new to nutrition, like you said, Michelle, yes, that all, all those macros, quote unquote, are a amount of calories. Carbs and protein, for those that don't know, are four calories per gram. Mm-hmm. Fats are nine, and it's not per- it's not perfect, but that's roughly it. So if you don't even if you don't even know kind of the basics of nutrition, or you don't know off the top of your head the nutritional content of food, then I would say probably a bro diet might be better for you. Yes. Like if you don't know initially. that, yeah, initially, like if you don't know that avocados are yes they're fat, but they also have some carbs in them. If you don't know that, I would not recommend doing map you know yeah if you're very new like if you haven't ever used something like my fitness pal in which you're kind of learning as you go what those calories and those macros are then yeah i think bro diet would be yeah best suited yeah you said that better than i did (laughs) (laughs) got you i think also just having control of your diet so for me when i do macros sometimes I don't hit the macros completely, or sometimes I go way over or way under. So in a prep, I need 110% for myself. And I know with bro diet, I will get that. Whereas macros, okay, like I'm a little more flexible and I don't know if I would still have that type of accountability for myself doing macros actually. Some people are really great at it and that's why they... I know um, I have a really good friend who worked with Kimbo for several years and did more of the bro diet and then changed to someone that did macros and she loves being able to do the macros but she has the mindset of macros and being able to figure out her own meals and has more experience with it. So definitely for first timers, unless you've been in the nutrition kind of world and have been doing that for other sports or whatever the reason is, I would definitely say bro diet is better competition wise to start with, but it definitely macros works a little bit better for some, even for competitions. Yeah. So I think, I think when you're starting out or you're looking for a coach, you've got to evaluate what's important to you. Is the flexibility more important to me? Is simplicity more important to me? Um, Am I going to want more of my time and energy to focus on other things and not have to spend time planning out my meals and my food and spend so much mental energy thinking about that? And asking yourself those questions. And then when you're identifying a coach or a trainer to work with, asking them those questions, knowing what you're going to get before you spend your hard-earned money on a coach or a prep service. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think same for... If you're spending, if you're choosing to spend money on meal prep services as well, I, I'm not, 
as familiar, but I believe there's some that are macro-based and some that are going to take into that bro diet. I know one that I've used, they take more of your macros. Like, what are your macros? And then we'll make plans. But oh, okay. I assume there's probably some. Yeah, there's a, there's, a, well. there's a bunch of different options out there. Yeah. I've tried a bunch of them. I don't know, Kaylee, what you've tried. I know, for example, like Trifecta is one that's very popular. They have a lot of pro athletes and Olympia level athletes that they sponsor. And that one is literally, it's just your proteins, your carbs, Mm -hmm. your veggies shipping to you on ice. And then you've got to kind of repack your meals Ah. yourself. I think they they may have some that are kind of pre-portioned meals, but a lot of it, it's just, it's your protein, it's your carbs, Mm -hmm. everything in bulk. And then you can kind of go about weighing out your food, you know, putting together what you need from them. So there's, I mean, there's a ton too. And ones you can give your macros and they'll make the meals for you or ones where, They'll just tell you off the bat, it's you're going to get four ounces of chicken, you're going to mm-hmm. get half a cup of some carb, and you're going to get this much of some green veggie. So there's a lot of options. In terms of prepping versus your reverse diet, your off-season, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that, Kaylee? I know a lot of people will go about things different ways. Um, me personally, I kind of like doing macros more in off-season. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that and people and people trying to figure out what's going to work from them? Same here. So after my very first show, I did, leading up to the show, did a bro diet. So very, very, very strict tilapia, egg whites, sweet potato diet. And that worked well. But afterwards, I wanted other food and I knew I could have it. My body could have it. I wasn't prepping for a show but you do have to be very, very, very careful in reintroducing those foods. So macros is a really good way to be able to hit, say at that point, you want to increase your calories at a slow rate to help with your metabolism and just kind of keep everything at bay. So you're able to be a little more flexible, reintroduce food, but not, not at a crazy amount. So Obviously, I'm not going to eat an entire pack of Oreos just because I want to. That's not, that's going to take way more than the macros that technically yeah, my, I would my, probably my, have my right after a show. So, but you can start reintroducing those, reintroducing sugars, reintroducing dairy if you like that, and some of the stuff that maybe you were craving or missed when in prep. So, that's why off season. It's time to grow both your strength, you physically and mentally. So kind of having those fun go-tos in the off-season is, to me, more appropriate for my goals at that time. Yeah. So we do, Laura and I both do macro counting. Michelle, you've done macro counting too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Through the last couple of years. Yeah, just in general, that's mm-hmm. what I do. Yeah. I think I did... A bro diet. I gave you a meal plan. Yeah. I think for, with the macros, but it was like, yeah, was here's kind of, meal one, here's meal two. It was yeah. pretty, it was and pretty then standard. Ever, and then ever since coming out of that, it's been macro counting. I've used my fitness pal since I started my fitness journey back in 2015. So okay. I've been very much on that and kind of similar when I work with clients. I usually do more. I'm not nutrition certified, but I will give them some guidance in terms of macros. And Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. It's definitely helpful for me reversing out of a prep, like Haley said. For me, it kind of makes 
makes me accountable to not go too crazy in those early weeks because really those early weeks after a show those are where your body is very sensitive to what you're eating not only can you easily make yourself feel sick Mm -hmm. but you can easily (laughs) throw on body fat if you're not careful with what you're eating so i still remember when you texted (laughs) me and i was like in the middle of eating i don't remember what it was probably donuts and you texted me after my 12 weeks Uh and you were like Remember, like, be careful coming out. <laughs> and I'm just like, as I'm stuffing my face, oh, like, I know. Shotgunning I know. donuts. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, You're like, I'm good, I swear. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, your body is in a very fragile state. You can easily throw on body fat, especially if you, and this is a whole nother episode I'm sure we will do on reverse dieting mm-hmm. and whatnot. But if you stop your workouts and you eat whatever, it is very easy to throw on a lot of body fat because your metabolism has slowed down during the prep. That is just, that is the science behind it. So those first few weeks, I really like having my fitness pal because I will eat a bit more, but I also won't go too too ham too quickly. And that's why for me, I've never really had a problem reversing out of shows or, you know, that quote unquote rebound effect that some girls experience where they gain a lot of body fat really mm-hmm. fast. I've never had that because I do continue my workouts and my cardio and I do pay attention to what I eat until my body and my weight are stable. So maybe a few months, a month, couple months, three months after a show, your body has probably gained the weight it's going to gain once it's stable. That's where you can kind of figure out what your macros are going to be. Kaylee's right like, now. Kaylee's patting her stomach, yep. but Kaylee, you look great right now. So, <laughs> yeah. so just hush. Come on, come on, girl. No, she looks, she looks great. So really, I think it's helpful for that. And then right now, for example, I'm not technically in a program with our coach Kimbo right now. I'm kind of just self-monitoring. I'm forcing myself to take progress photos at least once every two weeks. And so I am setting my own macros and I'm tracking my food every day. So that way I'm at least aware if I'm short on protein or if I'm not eating enough. That sometimes is my tendency, even in off season. So it holds me accountable. Mm -hmm. It gives me the visual representation of what I'm doing. And I've got that data. I've got those numbers. So if I'm not seeing the progress I want, it's very easy for me to go back to my diet, look at it. You know, or even just the previous day and realize, okay, Laura, you didn't quite eat enough or you didn't quite get enough protein in. Let's do a bit better today. And it keeps me accountable that way. So in similar, eventually you could potentially go to more of an intuitive diet. And my biggest thing right now is making sure I get enough protein. So I'm very, very aware of how much protein I'm having Every single meal includes mm-hmm. a good amount of protein, at least 20 to 25 grams. And then if I'm a little more flexible, and again, I'm in off-season right now, so if I'm eating carbs or fats with it, I just make sure that the protein, and because I've been tracking, I eat pretty much very similar protein sources, so I know if that adds carbs or generally fat to the protein and I definitely have been more intuitive Mm -hmm. this time around and also just making monitoring my weight monitoring my body shape but I mean I think it's been okay you look great you look great (laughs) I think I think you're gonna look amazing the next time you step on stage so maybe you feel like you're thick but I'm looking at yeah I'm looking at myself like I'm too skinny so that's that's you know, where intuitive eating can also bite you. It totally yes. depends on your body. Mm-hmm. For me, I tend to lose weight easily. And when I intuitively eat, I usually end up not eating enough to actually gain any weight. Yeah. So, yeah. And intuitively eating is a little bit different than 
like eating until you're full, like intuitively is being aware of how much protein, how much carbs and having those meals that you know are yeah. around there. If yeah. Not tracking. Typically people are usually, our tendencies just in general, and this is granted a sweeping generalization, people usually under-consume protein mm-hmm. yeah. and over-consume fats and carbs because mm-hmm. they are so readily available in processed foods and in restaurant and takeout food. So that's usually the biggest thing. If you are doing a macro plan, off-season prep, whatever, what you will typically find is that you are not eating enough protein. You tend to under-consume protein and you tend to over-consume carbs and fat. Yeah, especially when it comes to eating out because you may be getting a meal with chicken but only getting four ounces, so like whatever that is, 20 grams, versus the carbs will be a lot bigger portion when you're eating out. Yeah, or just, or just that, the fats yeah. because a lot or of those, those proteins are cooked in oil and butter yeah. and you don't really know how much mm-hmm. and you don't know what they used. So mm-hmm. so in general, it can be it can be a little hard to estimate too when you're going out to eat and when you're getting takeout if you're, if you're new to macros. Yeah, speaking of going out to eat, so I go out to eat on and off prep now and I went out to eat this last prep brought my scale always special order everything without any oils butters all that fun stuff so I ordered a steak not gonna say from where but it literally said on the menu like eight ounces which is exactly what I needed so I'm thinking okay maybe it's eight ounces weighed out uncooked and then once it's cooked, it loses about an ounce, ounce and a half. I get it back, weigh it, and it's uh-huh. five ounces, guys, oh. compared to eight ounces. Oh, gosh. So you better believe I got my eight ounces. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so important. You can go out to eat when prepping on mm-hmm. either diet. Bring your scale. Be that person. Yep. It's fine. Even if you're in a group of people. I've literally called restaurants prior and said, hey... And I lie and say that I have all these, like, Allergies. issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so they don't ask too many questions. And I make sure that they have what I can have. If I need to bring my own dressing or I've brought oil where I can have cooked fish or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely do it. And you I can mean, go out either way. Yeah. Either diet. And that would, actually, that would actually be a great episode topic. So yes. maybe, maybe we'll get into that yes. more. <laughs> In the future, because I agree with you, you can absolutely go out to eat, whether you're on a meal plan or whether you're macro counting on or off prep. Mm -hmm. So after kind of looking to both options, and like you said, you've been doing macro-based, but you also did more of the bro diet for your 12-week plan, what do you think, going into your first competition prep, you would prefer, you think your body's going to adapt more to? It's a good question, because I'm going to have to... Coach, what have we got going on here? Yeah, that's a good question. No, no, it is a good question. Um, I think that it's hard because you could probably just hear in our conversations the sides that we're on. I mean, you guys both are doing, have done bro diets. And I think that personally that would be the best for me. I tend to have a really bad like sweet tooth and do have a little bit trouble with self-control. So I know if I was allowed to have that sugar or those things, it would be, in my opinion, even harder for me because I'd really have to restrict, which we didn't really talk about, or not restrict, but restrain myself from going beyond my macros. So I think having that structured diet, especially with my timing, like sticking with the bro diet, knowing the foods that I 
am able to eat and having those substitutes will be important because right now with my elimination diet, I'm still trying to figure out what things I can eat. I'm kind of just hoping that all the things that typically go on bro diet, I'm good with, uh, but there may be that possibility like chicken is something that sometimes upsets my stomach. So it's if I can have an alternate option to do every now and then or when it's closer to prep so that I'm not having that bloating. So I think having that bro diet and having those specific things will be best for me. Okay. Is that okay, Laura? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. We'll, we'll jump right on that. And yeah, you'll be starting prep in about a week. So Yay. be very exciting. I think too, one other thing. So we said bro diets versus macros, but there's a lot of other diets in regards to plant-based, which mm-hmm. again, we'll probably go into a, another episode, but making sure that your coach is knowledgeable on if you're vegan. Communication is huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're vegan or vegetarian or whatever your preference is, that's important. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you're doing, you should be able to still live that lifestyle. So that's just another thing to think about when choosing the diet for you yeah. and the coach Well, as definitely, well. definitely making sure your coach is aware of any dietary restrictions, food allergies, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. You do not want to surprise them mid-prep and say, oh yeah, I have an egg allergy and you've been eating eggs <laughs> oh, God. And, just, and just powering your way through it. Yeah. So... I think that's it for this episode. I hope you guys all got something out of this. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode of Bikini Things.